as it is Easter Sunday, a resurrection day, the day we celebrate that our Lord rose from the grave. If you turn to the Gospel of Luke, we'll be beginning in the chapter 23 at verse 44 and read to verse 49, and then we'll jump to the 24th chapter and look at verses 1 through 8. And as you turn to the Gospel of Luke, I want you to go back in time. Place yourself here in this text. Place yourself now as it is about noon and it's dark. Think of maybe, if you need some help, think of a time when you might have received bad news. And it was just unbearable. You got a bad report from the doctor. You heard conflicting news on the news channel. You saw a big tragedy happen close to you or it touched you. Imagine how that feels, that gripping time when somebody calls and says somebody was in an accident. Or they just rushed your friend to the hospital. The doctor just said you have a terminal illness. The doctor says there's nothing more we can do for you. Somebody tells you that they no longer can be there for you. At that moment, at that time, it, it seems like hope is gone. Put yourself there at the foot of the cross with those who are following Jesus. And the gospel account says it was a now about noon. And darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, Praise God and says, surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness the sight saw what took place, they beat their breast and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Let's go to the 24th chapter. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wandering about, the suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over the hands of sinners. Be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his word. I want to speak on this theme, 
if you will, in the darkness, but seeing the light. Here it is. About noon. We're standing in darkness. <sighs> what a dark time this is now. The man that I know, who I call master, who I call rabbi, the one Peter confessed to call the Messiah, is now hanging up on the cross. The one I, I saw do so many things. Now I see people mock him. See the rulers sneer at him. I see the guards have no care about him. They are playing games for his clothes. How, how dare they do that to this man when people oppress just to touch the hem of his garment. They want to tear it up amongst themselves. How, how dare they do that to my master, my Messiah? How dare they have no respect? They mock him right now saying, if you are Messiah, come on down from there. But I know him. And I see my master beaten down. They put a crown of thorns on his head. Why? Why, why would they do such a thing to such a precious man? They whipped him, saying he was blasphemy, but, but I know he was sent from God. One criminal mocks him, saying, if you are the Messiah, save us. As you save yourself. But I, I noticed one of them happened to know my Savior. He said, don't you know he's done no harm? He's not a criminal like us. I'm glad that person knows my Savior. That he knows that... He is somebody special. That he's not like everybody else. He doesn't deserve to be mocked, but he deserves to be praised. But lo, they still mock him. They still doubt him. And yet I hear my Savior musters enough breath. And I can see him struggling because when they hang him on the cross, they hang him in such a way that it's hard for them to breathe. That really the cause of death is not the loss of blood, but that they suffocate. But yet I see my Savior trying to muster enough breath. And I hear him say, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. That hits me real hard. Because before he said that last word, I remember when he nailed him on the cross, I hear him cry out, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. I'm glad that he's praying for them because I don't want to pray for them right now. I'm angry at them right now. They took my master, my savior, my messiah, the one whom I love, who did no wrong. They want to hang him like a criminal. I remember before he said his last breath, they judged him. And, and Pilate says, hey, uh, I will release one. Uh, Barabbas, I, I'll, let him, I'll let him go. But no, they yelled even louder, crucify him. Oh, they had a chance. They had a chance to accept my Savior. But no, I hope Barabbas is looking right now. I hope Barabbas is going to see that my Savior is taking his place on that cross. It should be Barabbas up there dying, but yet Jesus took his place. Oh, my Savior. I remember now the disciples reminded me. How Jesus said, no greater love than this, 
that a man lay his life down for another. This is coming back to my memory now as I look up at my suffering Savior, but yet others just don't get it. But then he bowed his head, and he gave up his ghost. That centurion soldier recognized something there. He started praising my God because he saw the life of my Savior. The other people, the other witnesses that were yelling, crucify him, they were so hurt and so hit that they beat their breasts. They mourned. They were sorrowful, for they saw an awesome act. But we stayed even longer while they left. Have you ever been there before when you lost somebody? And you just stayed there a little bit longer while family and friends that came and traveled far, they might have left, but you stayed just a little bit longer. You just couldn't just say goodbye to that person. You just wanted to hold on just a little bit longer. I, I know I've been there. Mourning and crying because I lost someone who I love so much. Someone who cared about me and I cared about them just the same way. Someone who gave me everything that they have and I was willing to do the same for them, but now they're gone. I'm thinking how much more I could say how much I love them. How I could do so much more for them when they were alive. But now it's too late. It's dark now. The sun refused to shine. It's dark now. My Savior is dead. But then I see this rich man who takes his body. And then it taken my Savior. Where are they going to take my Savior? Let me follow them and see where they're going to lay this body. I see that he lays them in a new man's tomb. I see that Nicodemus came along. These people are saying, some of them did believe. They weren't part of this. People that yell and crucify, they believed the coming of the kingdom. But yet we realize that it's almost Sabbath. We can't properly take care of this body as we would like. Oh, our hearts are so heavy, but let us go back home. But we're going to set back out early in the morning to go back out to this tomb, still remembering about my Savior, how I love seeing him, how I love sitting under his teaching. Wait a minute. The stone is rolled away. Let's go inside. Wait a minute. There's nobody here. It's empty. Who, who's that? You two gentlemen. Are, oh, my God. I bow down and faint and cover my face, but they speak to me. Tell me, why am I looking for the living amongst the dead? That's puzzling to me. My Savior's dead. He should be buried here in the grave. He's dead. He's not alive. I, I came here to cover his body with, with spices and perma. I'm here for this, for this purpose. But wait a minute. Don't you remember? Before you came here to Galilee, he was teaching you. Telling you that how he must be given over to sinners. That he must die and that on the third day he'll rise again. What, 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 wait a minute. What, what are you talking about? Oh, I do remember. And they leave. Go to tell the disciples. How rejoicing that would be. To be in standing in darkness. 
and then find out that that's not the end. To be standing when hearing that bad news from the doctor, bad report from a family member, Got a phone call from school, phone call from the hospital, phone call from somebody across the distance, giving you news you did not want to hear, but you found out that I can trust Jesus knowing this is not the end. Knowing that when Jesus speaks, I really should listen because it should come back to my remembrance. Realizing that even when it's darkness all around me, I can be just like those witnesses standing at the foot of the cross, standing in darkness, looking up to the sun. <laughs> Somebody that went over their head. I'm standing out in darkness, but I'm looking up to the sun. I'm going to catch somebody else in a moment. I'm standing in the darkness, but I'm looking up to the sun. And you know, when you look up in the sky, even when night comes, the sun will rise. When Jesus, when Jesus rose from the grave, the sun rose. In Genesis, God said, let us turn night into day. That went over somebody else's head again. He said, I'll turn night into day. Uh, darkness came to light. How often we are in our lives, standing in darkness. Wanting to see some light. Have the lights ever gone off in your house? And you're trying to find where that lamp is. That flashlight. A, a match so you can light some candles because you don't want to be in darkness. I, I, I'm a grown man, but I'm still scared of the dark. If I'm at my house, I'm a little bit more comfortable because I'm in a comfortable surrounding. But if I go to a hotel or go to a strange place, I'm going to make sure I have a little bit of light in my room. I, I don't trust the darkness. I want to see some light. There was a study done about, a, about survival. They put a rat in water in darkness. It didn't last no longer than a minute. But it put another rat in a bottle of water with just a little gleam of a light. It lasted almost 48 hours. When you have some hope, when you see some light, it gives you the energy to keep on keeping on. When everything else seems coming against you and you feel like it's crushing around you, you realize that I have a hope. And my hope is built on nothing less. But Jesus Christ and his righteousness, see, when I'm in darkness and I don't know which way to turn, I, I can always turn back to my precious Savior. Singing that song, precious Lord, take my hand. <laughs> if I can just touch the hem of his garment. So just say the word and I shall be. I'm glad that in Jesus hope is never lost. These women... Just needed a little bit of reminder that hope was not dead. At first, they're in darkness, and it seemed like hope appears to be gone. Jesus bowed his head after he breathed his last breath. Hope turns into despair. In their disparity, they were hoping just to see Jesus one more time. Not knowing they were going to see him resurrected. 
I want you to understand that you too can see Jesus. Because the Bible tells us that in the twinkling of an eye, we will be changed. How this body, this mortal body will become immortality. This corruptible body will become incorruption. It is said it will be changed, will be changed to be like him. I, 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 it reminds me of this joke. I like this joke. It's a joke now. It's a joke. Don't take it shit. But it's a joke. It says that these angels saw these men walking up and they asked, nudging each other, which one's Jesus? Because we were made to change to be like him. <laughs> you understand? We're going to be magnificent. We're going to be awesome. It said when Jesus resurrected, he reappeared, he disappeared. He sat down and ate with them. I'm telling you, it's going to be magnificent. But while we're here in this dark world, we need to keep on looking to the light. This flesh wants to give in to the world. This flesh wants to wrestle with your spirit. This flesh is doomed to destruction. This flesh only wants to satisfy its appetite, which is doomed for destruction. But I'm glad that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. I'm glad that we know we can, be, we can be strong in the power of God and his might and put on the whole armor of God. I'm glad that with God forming, who can be against me? I'm glad that with, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm glad that for man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I'm glad that even though darkness may surround me, the Lord is my shepherd. So when I have the light in my life, that darkness scatters away, and I'm not scared of the shadows. The shadows can't hurt me because I have the light. And so as I think of this light, I think of Jesus. I think of the love that he showed to us. The Bible says how it behooves God. It means that he loved us in that way, that he had died on the cross for our sins. And I heard Jesus put it this way, no greater love than this, than a man to lay down his life for another. It reminds me of a song called No Greater Love. Because Jesus went to Calvary to pay the price for you and me. That's love. That's love. They hung him high. They stressed him wide. He hung his head. For me, he died. That's love. That's love. But that's not how the story ends. Because three days later, he got up again. That's love. That's love. Jesus went to Calvary to pay the price. For you and me, that's love. That's love. He hung his head in bed. Is he, he died? That's love. That's love. Jesus went. To Calvary, to pay the price for you and me, that's love. Do I have a witness here today? 
best love. They hung him high. They hung him high. They stressed him why. He hung his head. For me, he died. That's love. Can somebody testify today? That's love. But that's not how the story is. Because three days later, he rose again. That's love. Can somebody testify? That's love. Sing it with me. Jesus went. Jesus went. That's love. That's love. He hung his head. He hung his head. I'm messing up. For me, he died. That's love. That's love. But I'm glad because that's not how the story ends. That's not how. The story, three days, he rose again, that's love, sing it with me, Jesus went. They hung him high. They stressed him wide. Love than this. 
He died for you. He died for me. That's love. Father, right now we thank you, God, for the awesome love of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins. He died for a wretch like you and me. Lord, we couldn't save ourselves. And yet, you felt fit to send your son to pay the price for us. And Father, we thank you. Lord, we see no one come forward, but Father, we pray right now that all know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. That they don't leave here, Father, without knowing him. Knowing a man who gave up his life so that we may live. Father, we magnify you. We glorify you. We love you. And we thank you. Let's sure say amen.